I live in a very rural area of New Brunswick, Canada. It was early September, and it was my first day of school. I unfortunately was held back in my senior year, so I would be returning to high school as a 19-year-old. Since we lived in a very isolated area, the middle and high school shared the same building. I had study hall for first period. However, when I entered, I noticed that there was a new student on the other side of the room. He stood out because, like I said, it was a small community. I walked over to him and introduced myself. We shook hands, and he told me that his name was Chester. Apparently, he had just moved to the area. Being the friendly Canadian that I am, I showed him around the school and where his next class was. As I was giving him a tour, I noticed that he seemed a bit off. He began to ask me questions. At first, they seemed harmless, like how long I had been there, or where a certain classroom was. But then, he began asking me some questions that seemed odd. He then asked me for my home address and Snapchat. And yes, it was as awkward as it sounds. I was completely taken off guard by this. I did not give him my home address, but I thought what harm could it do to give him my Snapchat? A decision that I would later regret. When the last period of the day came, I had English class. There were only nine students in that class. I took a seat, and that's when I looked behind me and saw Chester. He didn't notice me right away. He was too busy making out with a sandwich. It was disgusting. He looked up and noticed me. Imagine that you're present at a murder trial, and the defendant turns around and looks directly at you. That should give you an idea of how uncomfortable I felt. He then gestured for me to walk over to him. Class was about to start, so I just ignored him. Five minutes later, I look up from my book, and I notice that Chester is now staring daggers at me. The look in his eyes was predatory. He must have saw me as the next sandwich he was going to devour. Again, he gestured for me to walk over to him. Fuck that noise. I know an underwear-sniffing weirdo when I see one. I ignored him and continued reading my book. Then, my phone pinged. It was a Snapchat message. Of course, it was from Chester. Follow me. I replied, we're in the middle of class right now. He got it from his table and asked the teacher if he could use the bathroom. He then walked out into the hall. I wanted to see why he wanted me to follow him. So, about five minutes pass, and I asked the teacher if I could use the bathroom as well. When I exited the classroom, I saw that Chester was about 50 feet away, walking very slowly. This guy was... Weird. I mean, just fucking weird. I kept at a distance behind him, so he wouldn't know I was there. He then turned down the hallway that led to some storage rooms and the basement. I saw him open a door, walk inside, and closed it behind him. Confused, I walked over to the door he walked through, and I recognized it as the entrance to the school's basement. There was no way in hell I was following him down there. I just casually walked back to class. When I sat back down, 
My phone pinged again. Why didn't you enter the basement? Okay, so now I'm thoroughly creeped out by this guy. I just replied, Look, uh, just leave me alone. You creep me the hell out. I then blocked him. When I got home that day, I immediately started on my homework. By the time I was all done, it was around 11pm, and I was all by myself. I was putting all my stuff away when I received a new Snapchat notification. Someone had added me as a friend, but it was from an account called Why Didn't You Enter the Basement? I knew it was Chester, so I blocked it. Not even 30 seconds later, I got another request. This time, the account was called Why Did You Block Me? I blocked that one as well. Then another one came in. This time, it was even more ominous. I know where you live. Followed by, I'm right outside your house. I then heard a window break downstairs. I immediately called the cops and told them what was happening. The operator said to find somewhere to hide and lock the door. I hung up and went into the hallway closet. My worst nightmare came true as I heard footsteps moving up the stairs. The closet that I was hiding in overlooked the staircase. I then saw a dark figure appear. As it moved into the light, I saw him. It was Chester. As soon as he reached the top of the stairs, he made his way to the middle of the hallway and then stopped. He then looked directly at the closet I was hiding in. It was like I was in a horror film. I didn't want to freak out and give away that I was hiding in that closet, so I retreated further in, concealing myself behind some thick winter coats. Chester then opened the door and peered inside. He couldn't seem to find the light switch and eventually gave up. After moving from room to room, I heard his footsteps descending back down the stairs. A few minutes later, the police knocked on the front door. I immediately left the closet and went downstairs and opened it up and told them what was happening. Of course, by the time that they arrived, Chester was nowhere to be found. After they searched the house, they determined that he escaped through a window in my basement. I showed the police the Snapchat activity, and they said that they would do their best to track him down. The next school day, I went to the principal's office to report Chester. Snitches get stitches my ass, plus Chester was seriously disturbed. I sincerely believe that he was a threat to both myself and the other students. But here's the creepiest part of the story. My principal told me that there was no new student named Chester. He must have snuck into the school somehow and blended in with the other kids, and none of the staff bothered to confirm that he was actually a new student. Thankfully, he was never seen again, and I never heard any follow-up from the police either. To this day, I still think about what would have happened to me if I had followed him into the school basement. 
I might have been his next sandwich. In early September, I started my senior year of high school. I was a bit of a loner, and usually kept to myself. I lived in a very rural area in northern Washington state, so it took me some time to drive to school. During my second period class, there was a student named Keith. I didn't really know him that well, but he never really seemed to bother anyone before. I noticed that Keith was staring at me. I was at the far right desk in the front row. He mouthed a few words to me, but I could not understand what he was trying to tell me. As the day went on, I would occasionally see him in the hallways, giving me nasty looks. I tried my best to ignore him, but something about this guy seemed disturbing. Finally, it was the last period of the day, and I was about to leave. However, I stopped dead in my tracks when I noticed Keith at the end of the hall, staring right at me. I acted like I didn't see him, and tried to blend in with a crowd of students who were leaving. But as I walked out the door, he watched me get into my car. I remember looking into my rearview mirror to see him standing by the parking lot, watching me as I drove away. By the time I got home, I had forgotten all about Keith's strange behavior. Later that night, I received a text from an unknown number. I know where you live. I didn't know what to think, so I ignored it, thinking that it was a spam message, and continued working on my homework. A while later, I received another text. This time, it was more alarming. It was a picture of me walking into my school. The number then sent another picture of me in the school hallway. Both of the photographs were taken from behind. Another message then came in. It was my home address. My parents weren't home at the time, so I quickly shut off all the lights in the house and closed the blinds. The last window I got to was in the living room. I briefly looked outside to see a silhouette standing in my front yard. It was too dark to see who it was, but I closed the curtains and made my way to the basement and waited. An eerie silence settled in, as if something could happen at any moment. The silence was disrupted by the sound of the front door handle being turned. Thankfully it was locked, but the fact that someone was trying to get inside was terrifying. Five minutes later I heard footsteps above me. Whoever was outside had found a way inside. I quickly hid under an old desk. I should have called the cops when I had the chance. I guess I didn't really think someone would actually break in. And now, I didn't want to give away my hiding spot. My worst fears came true when I heard the basement door creak open. I could see the light from the upstairs hallway shine in for a split second before it was switched off, plunging the basement into darkness again. It was now silent and pitch black. I then heard a voice speak. It was Keith. 
I know you're down there. I can see you. Come out now. I didn't know if he was bluffing, so I didn't move. He then slowly walked down the stairs and made his way around the room. I could hear him knocking things over and getting closer and closer. He then stopped directly in front of the desk. My heart was pounding a mile a minute. All went silent again until Keith spoke. Well, I gave you a chance to make this easy, but now you've really pissed me off. At this point, my eyes adjusted to the dark, and I could see that Keith was holding a hammer in his right hand. Without thinking, I sprung up from under the desk and shoved Keith, sending him backwards, and then made a beeline to the basement stairs. You fucking bitch! I'm going to kill you! I heard something flying across the room and smashing into the old TV by the staircase. I would later find out that he threw the hammer. As soon as I got upstairs, I slammed the basement door shut and locked it, then ran out the front door. Let me out! I'll bash your brains in! I immediately called the police and then my parents. I heard sirens in the distance. When the cops pulled up, I told them that he was locked inside the basement. When they entered the house and opened the basement door, Keith was gone. He escaped by smashing out a window. It turns out that I had forgotten to lock the side door, which is how Keith got inside. I told the police who Keith was and showed them the disturbing messages I received earlier. Two days later, I was called to the principal's office. I was told that Keith had been arrested and would never be allowed back to school again. Thankfully, I never saw him after that. As far as Keith's motives were, he may have had some kind of psychotic meltdown and decided to act on a preconceived obsession of me. It's truly scary. One day he seemed so unassuming, and the next, he was in my basement, trying to kill me with a hammer.